Welcome to the Stuff and Junk Show, where we share our opinions on random subjects from interesting news, social topics, pop culture, our likes and dislikes, things we've seen, heard, or read, what we did, and what we do. You know, Stuff and Junk. Hello, my name is Albert. And my name is Ruthie. Tommy. And as we were going through the year, except for uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we didn't do a review of that. But we are doing reviewing uh, Loki, because Loki, good mm-hmm. show. Good show, Loki. Good show. Very so good, good show. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent show, yeah. Yeah, so uh, why are you why are you saying good show like it's a good dog? Good show, Loki. Good show. That's a good show, Loki. Who's a good boy? Who's a good show? Who's a good show? Who's a good show? You're a good show. Loki's a good show. Yes, Loki's a good show. So, so, so for the the listeners, real quick before we jump into spoilers here, uh, recommendations, yay, nay, Ruti. Yay. Oh, just yeah. Was the question? Oh, I thought I thought you were going to elaborate on the yay a little bit, but yeah. okay. Uh, no, just yay. I mean, yay, and in in both the senses of yes, watch it, and yay for it's an amazing show. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Jamming, yeah, big thumbs up for me and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the thing is, the MCU's been around for like what 12, 13 years now. I mean, I don't know how much convincing we need to do right? we make mm-hmm. for people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, big thumbs up. It's a it's a it's a wonderful character drive driven show and stuff like that big thumbs up you know yeah. and expands the universe new characters and all that good stuff good writing probably the best piece of writing i've i've seen from the mcu period whether it's film or whatever but just the best on the best writing i've, I've seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and tom hiddleston really like hit the nail on the on the head with this or what how's that saying go hit the nail that you know he he really hit the mark <laughs> he was great in this role it was very enjoyable to watch him. Like we always get glimpses of him here and there in, in you know, the Marvel universe, universe watching all the movies, but having him stand out in his own show, just him as the main character was, was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. For, for people out there who still haven't dipped their toe in the Disney plus MCU TV shows, because they're only watching the movies. There's a lot of you out there who do that. So if you are going to dip your toe in the TV show, Loki is like as good as any to start, and then and then go back to One Division and Falcon Winter Soldier. But yeah, Loki, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely need to watch it, especially if you're going to watch the rest of the MCU movies. It's important. All right, so let's go ahead and kick into spoilers here. And as, as you know from last week, I now have an MCU spoiler bumper. So uh, hit it, Albert. Here comes the spoilers. Here comes the spoilers. It is time for the discussion. To start including some spoilers. Here comes the spoilers for this conversation. Hope you are ready for all of the spoilers. Here comes the spoilers. All right, spoilers for Loki. Uh, who wants to start? Ladies first. Where do I even start? Okay, um, uh, Sylvie. Yes, yeah, Sylvie. If we're starting with ladies, let's start with Sylvie. Um, I'm really still confused about. I mean, not confused, but like, I I don't know. I still don't know how to feel about them falling in love with each other. Like, it's a really <laughs> cool concept. It's very, uh, it's very Cersei, and uh, you know. What's his name? 
no, and I, Jamie Lannister, Game I, of Thrones. Kind well, of, no, 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 no. Like, okay, okay. I guess this really is a discussion we have to make. Okay, because I had this discussion I, at work. I almost feel like this should be a separate topic in itself. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean, we, we, I mean, we could technically just talk about this for all I care. But point is, is that um, we, I also had this discussion with a bunch of other people at work as well, and and it's funny how you mentioned that it's like incest. But they're not. Mm-hmm. It's not really incest because it's the same person technically, right? So it's like he's with him, right? They're, so they're technically so like like um, Owen Wilson put it. He, they're so narcissistic on some level yeah. that they fall in love with themselves. Yeah, it's the ultimate narcissism when you fall mm-hmm. in love with yourself, literally, like actually mm-hmm. fall in love with yourself. Yeah, and then the way I described it at work was that you know it's kind of like masturbation. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be a family show. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> it's a rated clinical M. term. It's a clinical term. Rated M for mature. It's a, yeah, it's a rated M for something else. <laughs> but but you know, it's like it's essentially this way. Throwing me off that these jokes are not coming from Jamming. <laughs> I mean, I I myself was surprised that they went there at the very end where she kissed him, and plus she mm-hmm. kissed him too, right? So it's like I thought they were. I thought they were just gonna string it along and just have the listen, the, the the viewers just play around with the idea, but not actually see it kind of situation. Mm-hmm. But they went ahead and kissed. So I'm like, okay, yeah, they went for it. They, they went there. Yeah, yeah, which which was a really good plot twist, and it really made things interesting because it's like, do they see each other again now that the timelines have branched off into a hundred thousand different, you know, branches and timelines? Like, what happens now? How are they gonna find each other? Are they gonna find each other? Are they ever gonna? you know, fill that void within themselves that they've always felt alone, you know? True. Um, but at the same time also, we have, we have to also remember uh, the, the the series Loki takes place after the first Avenger. This, this is also before Endgame even happened, right? So, mm-hmm. and then it's been like, what, 10 years? 10 years since the first Avenger? Am I correct about that? Like in the current MCU timeline, it's time been line. about yeah. Because then about. after Endgame, you had to add, you had to plus five, right? Plus five years, right? right? Well, so, technically, this this takes place out of time because at the end, they oh, when, they, uh, when the event at the very when the events world, happen, yeah. it's at the end of the world. It's at the end of time. Yeah, but in our so just, in our chronological history, you know, this is taking place after history, the first. Pl- yeah, but right. even Loki himself has alive. said, but yeah, but Loki in the show itself even says. He doesn't know how long he's been in the show, you know what I mean? Since he mm-hmm. got pulled out of the timeline. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Days, months, years. Nobody knows. Know. Yeah. It could be eons, like uh yeah. like Renslayer said. Yeah. So you could just say the Mobius for eons. Yeah. So you say the what do you call it? The what do you call it? Uh his perception of it is right after the first Avengers movie. But as far mm-hmm. as when it actually takes place in the universe that we're watching, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a series of events that takes place out of time for the most part. Even Sylvie said something. She said, um, I've existed longer than you have. Even though they're supposedly the same age, they're supposedly variants of each other. So technically they're supposed to be the same age, but for some reason like she happened before way before him. Well, variant. she happened. Well, she was born outside in a, in a branch timeline, right? And then she got mm-hmm. plucked from that timeline, mm-hmm. and that branch got eliminated. But the only right. time she gets to age is when she jumps into those um, apocalyptic pockets of time. Those are times. Mm-hmm. Those are the only times she she's aged. So who don't? Well, so who knows how long she's been in those little pockets of time, aging and then jumping out of it back and forth. So yeah, who know how? Who knows? 
Right, exactly. That's a very good point, actually. Somebody could literally draw a diagram on how, where, who comes here, where, and when, and sometime, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I don't want to do it. It's a whole thing. We will it's never a whole thing. know. I'm sure there's, I mean, honestly, if you're, after you watch the show and you're wait, waiting to binge watch it and stuff like that, uh, after you watch it, you know, take some time to process it. But then uh, I'll, I saw, I, also, I would jump on YouTube just to get some, like, get to some of the breakdown videos to help you kind of mm-hmm. organize your thoughts and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, going back to, yeah, but going back, going back to, I think this is just great stuff. This is good writing, good character development. It's probably the best character driven thing that Marvel has ever done. You know, mm-hmm. they really take advantage of the fact that it's six six episodes. You know, yep. I mean, they use all yeah, six episodes. I was, yeah, I mean, it felt like a really long movie, but. Uh, very fun. cohesive. I, I hated yeah. that it was it was only six episodes, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it, it it ended so well that mm-hmm. I didn't mind that it was such a short series. No, it's one of those. What what I think also that kind of surprised me is how they ended it. Right now, did you guys have an idea on who the person behind the TV was going to be, or yeah. did you just go with other hints that it was supposed to be Kang? Going into it, I thought it was. I was it was gonna be another Loki or maybe Morbius mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I was, I was even mm-hmm. telling my friends we had I actually had uh, dinner with them the other, uh, right before the episode and stuff. Like that. I was saying, hey guys, there's no way they'll introduce a new character because by the rules of storytelling, you can't introduce a new character as the as the big reveal. You know, mm-hmm. I mean that's not how it works, especially at the, the end character, of the series, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're not invested in the new character. You know, what I mean, so you right. can't do that. You know, it's against the, the laws of storytelling. But then what I forgot, or I forgot, what I didn't realize is this is not the end. You know what I mean? This is this is gonna be mm-hmm. season two. Also, there were comic books before with other yeah. characters where other people were also invested in. Um, yeah, this, I, I thought is... honestly, I thought it was um, gonna be uh, like my some of the speculation that I seen out there on YouTube was that maybe it's Miss Minutes who's actually behind it. Yeah, like, maybe <laughs> that was a theory too. Yeah, <laughs> that was a theory. That was a favorite theory, right? And then when they came out with he who remains and they never actually mentioned his name, mm-hmm. uh, I like even his introduction. I didn't mind that he was just thrown in there at the end. Like it was like a huge reveal. It yeah. felt so organic. Actually, it, it just felt like things fell into place and things happened the way they should have. And it was still very suspenseful and like uh, engaging to watch. He also he also stole the episode from Loki mm-hmm. and Sylvie. Like a oh, good totally. chunk of that episode was him, you know. So it's very, it was very mm-hmm. unlike like a regular TV series where you dedicate it to a new character that you haven't seen for the past five episodes, and this mm-hmm. is the last episode, quote unquote, last episode. And he dominates it. Yeah, and dominates yeah. it. Yeah. So it, it, uh, it, it, it is one of those things where I'm like, I'm like with Jaming. Well, there's not going to be a season two, so clearly it can't be a new character, right? Yeah. And then I thought yeah. the Stinger will be Kang and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I mean, the end credit thing. Yeah. And then, but and then which they, Kang are we gonna get? And it is funny how the the, sting, the stinger is that there's a season two. That's a, that's the yeah. stinger, right? There's a season two. It's like I wow. can't fast forward after the season two thing. <laughs> yeah. Like immediately, there's a cliffhanger. Like I need yeah. to watch season two. Yeah. When is it gonna come out? Well, they haven't even filmed it yet, from what I can tell. Yeah. So it's gonna be a while. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, so they're gonna probably do, they're probably gonna do a, a quote unquote time jump. You know, and then and then Sylvie and Loki were separate from each other for a certain time. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. But, but beyond the speculation stuff, because the previous two Disney Plus MCU series. Um, one division was all like, like who's the real bad guy in the TV show? And yeah. then at the very end, mm-hmm. you find out it was a it was a person that you've been seeing from the first episode. And then mm-hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Well, who's going to be the what's the what's the, what's the person's name? Captain America. Power broker. 
the power broker. Who's the power broker? Oh, oh yeah, it's broker. a character yeah. that you already seen in the TV series kind of thing. So by that logic, there really was no way it was actually going to be Kang because it's like, well, are you going to yeah. follow your pattern or what? But yeah, yeah, season two, season two. Yeah. I'm I'm just hoping. I think yeah, it's it seems like it's, I'm obviously correct, but it seems like I'm just glad Shang Chi Shang Chi will not have a surprise villain or mystery villain something like that. It's gonna be it's gonna you know it's gonna be the guy's father. Oh yeah, yeah. There, isn't there isn't there like a, a um? There's some speculation out there that maybe they're gonna introduce Kang also in Shang Chi. Oh, that's is uh, that something that's you guys heard? Ant Man the Wasp. That's the Ant yeah. Man oh, the Wasp. Yeah, Ant yeah, Man the Wasp. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm just saying the next TV show, next movie shouldn't have like a surprise thing. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be a surprise film and stuff it's, like that. I don't mind. Because even I don't, I don't even mind the Black Widow had a surprise uh, thing. Remember? Yeah, right, the Black right, Widow was right. kind of. Is yeah. everything had everything in the fourth uh, phase four has a surprise villain or something like that? It's, yeah, I think mm-hmm. we're chill out with that. Is the yeah. is the MCU trope right now for the for phase yeah. four surprise yeah. villain? And you don't know who it is. You know, it's like come yeah. on. Either now. he came back from the dead, or it was, it's a completely new character, or it was somebody you knew all along. Yeah, yeah. at least we can say that that the Hawkeye TV series, you know, the main villain is somebody we've already seen. You know, I'm presumably, yeah. presumably, Yelena is the main villain, so to speak. So, mm-hmm. but we don't know what what's that about. So we'll we'll, we'll yeah, see how that plays be very out. Interesting to see. Uh, but but yeah, it, it just like it's like I'm glad the Kang is in it, and and it isn't even the comic book Kang. It's a, a Kang variant, you know. Mm-hmm. Like the main right. Kang villain isn't even that guy. It's gonna be that guy, but from another dimension, you know. So yeah. right, yeah. Like it could be Kang the Conqueror. It could be Kang. Um, what what are his other variants? I mean, I mean, we know him as Kang the Conqueror in the comic book, so we'll just stick with Kang the yeah. Conqueror, Immortus, uh, Immortus, like I thought, I thought, I thought Immortus was a different was a different character. It's Immortus. No, he's, he's a variant Immortus. of. Yeah, he's also who's also called he who who remains. But it's it gets very complicated. But also right. Iron Lad, I believe it's also like a Kang oh, that's variant. right, Iron Lad is also a Kang. There's there's a lot of uh, Kang variants and stuff like that, so. Uh, the thing I like most about the 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 whole long monologue at the end of it and stuff like that is the the little the the last lines haunting last lines he gives Sylvie and stuff like that. he says you know I'll see you soon and he winks at her That's scary mm-hmm. stuff right there you know what I mean That's really he, he did warn them that there are gonna yeah. be other variants worse than him who are gonna. Um, show up as a result of breaking yeah. up this timeline, and that's like classic evil, evil bad guy stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Ruling with fear and stuff like that. Hey, you 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 don't want to topple my evil dictatorship. I have a I'm as good this, as this, it gets. Yeah, I'm as good as it gets because I mean, once you worse up ahead and stuff like that. That's it's a really, really abusive evil, relationship. Evil stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It it was essentially a lose lose situation for them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, except for the part where they can rule the. I guess he. I think he he might have introduced them too late to the idea of ruling the timeline because yeah, the Loki yeah. was about that when he figured out the, the power of the TVA. Then he was like, oh my God, this place is actually very powerful. Yeah, and but what's really good about this... It, but then he met Sylvie. Yeah. And what's really, yeah. What's really good about that part is like, he offered him something that this Loki doesn't want anymore. You know what I mean? Which is yeah, a tremendous, exactly. ri- it's tremendous writing and stuff. Like, to get Loki to that point. Yeah, character like that. Yeah. To get Loki not to want to rule any place. Yeah. It, it, it does seem like character, Loki's character growth in this six-episode series is much mm-hmm. faster than the movie version. Because the movie oh, version, yeah, yeah. yeah, the movie version always, was like, he was a bad guy, bad guy, bad guy, bad power. guy. Right. Well, I mean, he was a lovable bad guy, but he was still a bad mm-hmm. guy. Right, and he then, was a bad and, guy, but then, he had his moments where he was good. He made the right decisions, but then he would slip back into his old ways. Well, okay, 
uh, Thor Ragnarok. Sure, he helps Thor, but it was also to his own benefit, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. And, and then, and then in Endgame was when he actually made a selfish uh, in Endgame. Infinity War is when he actually made a selfish, uh, selfless act, you mm-hmm. know. And then he died from that. So, but then this Loki, it seemed like it seemed like he, all he needed to do was just watch what his other variant did, and then mm-hmm. that's his character growth. You know? Well, no, I, I I think you should give it more credit. It's it's a it's a long process. The first step was was he saw his mother getting killed because of of mm-hmm. you know, what his first huge reaction. The other thing at the beginning was was because uh, the Infinity Stones, the thing that he was pursuing all along, turned mm-hmm. out to be trinkets in this time in this reality and stuff yeah. like that. And then through, I think what separates this Loki from the other Sylvie and all that stuff is he builds a friendship with uh, what do you call Morpheus. it? With uh, Morpheus. Morpheus and stuff like that. Oh, so that Mor- that's Morpheus. like Morpheus. Morpheus. Mor- Morpheus. That's, Morpheus. That's in that's in the Matrix. Morpheus. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mo- then, this is Mobius. <laughs> and what I like about the, the Morpheus is Lawrence Fishburne. Right. <laughs> at the what I like about the Loki that we get at the very end of of this of this uh, show, they actually take his personal growth and development even further than the Endgame Loki and stuff like that. Because that Loki was willing to sacrifice himself, do something lovely, for, lovely for his brother and stuff like that. But this one not only would do that, but he's also now he's an active agent. You know, he's an active person wanting mm-hmm. to set things right. You know, what I mean, Correct. the very last scene, he's chasing. Down, you know, more, more, now you got me thinking, <laughs> Mor- Morbius <laughs> and uh, 115. Like, hey, man, there's something wrong. You know what I mean? We have to fix this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's great writing. It's yeah. Good stuff. No, I, I, I agree. Like, like, even though this Loki came from the first Avengers where, you know, he tried to mm-hmm. rule the world, uh, this one I think I like more than the MCU. The, it's the, like, well, it's a, the previous one that it's died a, under it's Thanos. A, it's an unbelievable character study and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, the, want... I think the one the the Loki that, that, that Thanos actually killed is closer to evil Loki because he was always scheming all the way mm-hmm. until yeah. until the part where he stood up against Thanos. You know. Yeah. And also, I want to mention the the thing I want to highlight is the writing in, in the series. And I'm not talking about just the, the 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 plot or the the, the you know the themes and stuff like that. The literal writing and stuff like that. If if you were if you could if you watch the I mean if you listen to the series just the audio part of it. From beginning to end, you can track uh, Loki's development through literal dialogue. You know what I mean? It, like his dialogue in the beginning, early episodes, he's trying to trick people. He's trying. He's trying to rule the TVA and all that. He's scheming, scheming, and then in the middle, and towards the middle, after he's met Sylvie, he has that inter- uh, interrogation scene with Morbius, right? And he's still up to his trick, well, trying to bargain and all Morbius. that. But at some point, at some point, it doesn't work anymore, and he breaks down and he just offers the truth because he knows. That's what the you know. That's what it needs. You know what I mean? There's no yeah. You got to put everything aside. And like I said, at the very end, he his dialogue. I think he said to Sylvia, like, "Hey, I just want you to be okay. This guy is giving us a deal that I don't even care about. I just want you to be okay." So you can yeah. literally track his his progression through the written word of dialogue. You know what I mean? And also, yeah. there's some killer lines in there. The stuff in the fifth was it the fifth, fourth or fifth episode where he meets all the Loki variants with the, with the alligator and stuff like that. There's some killer, killer lines in there. You know what I mean? It's 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 an amazingly well written show. Oh, I don't yeah. I know my favorite line. It's the one where Sylvie tells uh 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 um, Morbius 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 says to Sylvie, "Hey, I thought we were just doing the right thing and stuff like that. I thought we were the good guys." And Sylvie goes, "Yeah, uh, killing branch realities, kidnapping little girls, classic classic hero stuff." <laughs> yeah, very true. Yeah, awesome. yeah. 
And also the other thing is, I love the, I mean, we're not talking about it, but the, the Loki alligator, I love the way they shot it as if they cut, they cut to the alligator as if he had real lines. You know what I mean? Correct. He's an actual yeah. character in those scenes. I just, yeah, I couldn't love that awesome. more. I couldn't love it more. It it, it was it was kind of like how Star Wars does it, where the alien creature will do or the droid will like blip 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 blip, and then they're like talking to them. But this one doesn't even have doesn't even have the blip 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 blip, and yeah, it's like it's like he just goes he's like, yeah, yeah, he just grunts. It's yeah. I think what's yeah. interesting about Loki's growth, I mean, as the part where you see him cha- start to change is he realizes how small his ambitions were in just wanting to rule any place, wanting to uh, rule anybody, wanting to have power, when he realizes, you know, it's not of any importance to Sylvie, I think that makes him realize that there's other things in this world that are more important than yeah. wanting power. So, and and I yeah. think he's, he's, he, he, learned, he realized he, he, how small he was and how small yeah. what he wanted was compared to what yeah. she was trying to achieve, which was try to get to the man behind the mirror. And I've, I've seen a lot of... Um, uh youtube like youtubers talk about this and saying that comparing it to wizard of oz how it's not just about the yellow brick road journey it's about getting to the wizard and understanding the wizard isn't actually a wizard he's just blowing himself up on a screen to make himself look powerful and big and there's actually like a smaller man behind the scenes so and it's about the journey to the end of that yellow brick road that i think loki realizes what's important to him is Sylvie and Sylvie's happiness. And I think that was like a huge turning point for him where he just looks at her and he's like, I just want to know that you're going to be okay. And to, and to let her do whatever she, even though he wanted, didn't want her to kill. He who remains our king. Mm -hmm. Um, She ended up, he ended up like making sure that he didn't kill her either. Like it, it was just a, um, yeah, I don't know how to finish that sentence, but he was just um, like very torn about it. And he didn't know, you know, he, he didn't want to kill her, but she didn't, he didn't want her to kill him because he was thinking of the bigger picture and trying to save everybody else. And yeah, well, it, was, also, it was a powerful episode. Also psychologically, though, I mean, he sees himself in Sylvie, right? Mm-hmm. And, but, that, but Sylvie is him going in a different path, and which makes mm-hmm. him realize he can go in a different path. Plus, like what Jamming mentioned, uh, that the whole thing with 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 him being at fault, uh, being at fault that his mom died, kind of hit him really hard as well. Yeah. Him finding out that he's able to sacrifice himself for Thor uh, against Thanos hit him hard as well. You know that the whole the whole uh, uh, prison with uh, with Sif, you know, was kind of like an in your face like, hey, you know, you oh, should take yeah. responsibility too. Yeah. You know, the, the, there are stuff in the TV show that, that laid out the groundwork on why he isn't selfish anymore by the end of the mm-hmm. series. Yeah. yeah. If you, I think if you go back and watch the first episode, it's all kind of laid out. You know what I mean? There's that first scene with, uh, with Owen Wilson and stuff like that. He's, he asked Loki, point blank, why do you do the things that you do and stuff like that? You know what I mean? It's just, it's, a, it's all these uh, questions about self. Why do you do it? Why do, what do you do? What do you? Why do you do the things that you do? What? Are, what are the consequences of those decisions and stuff like that? And you know, what I mean, are you lessened to be alone because of the way you act? If you don't want to be alone, you have to change your ways and stuff like that. You know, and also it's about destiny. It's about personal choice. It's all these different uh, character stuff. You know what I mean? So it's great stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, and also uh, I just also want to mention real quick. I follow a lot of uh, 
LGBTQ uh, people on Twitter and stuff. At least I try doing stuff like that. And they say that then they've mentioned that this is a wonderful allegory for LGBTQ and stuff like that. The director is uh, is bisexual and stuff like that. When when Sylvie and uh, Loki, uh, what do you call it? Talk about the fact that they're bisexual. They the, the scene is drowned in purple, purple, and that's the bisexual flag's color and stuff like that. And also, like like I said, if you take this as an allegory, uh, a queer allegory, it fits a lot. You know what I mean? It fits very well. You guys mentioned earlier about Sylvie, Sylvie and Loki being sort of attracted to each other. You could take that as an allegory of somebody just, you know, uh, accepting their feminine side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pop, you know what I mean? Uh, Sylvie gets a name that that's you know that's outside of Loki. It's all the, it's all her own identity and stuff like that. And the fact that the TVA is this faceless bureaucrat, you know what I mean? That that is that's accusing people of crimes for just living their lives. Is a very powerful, you know, very good uh, point. Yeah. Uh, queer story. You know what I mean. One of the most powerful scenes in the whole in the whole series is is when Sylvie and Loki, who by this time has been has you know they told the audience that they're bisexual, they they're brought in front of a court. You know what I mean for crimes that they don't know exactly how, what they commit and stuff like that. They're just living their best mm-hmm. lives. That's powerful stuff. You know what I mean. That's you know that's that's amazing stuff. Of course, this is an excuse Marvel for not having you know queer characters front and center and in relationships but it's a very but this i think if you look at it as as a, that kind of algorithm it's still very 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 powerful you know what i mean so yeah i just want to mention that too yeah so uh before we and i know we've been talking about loki a lot but uh real quick mention to the supporting cast like mobius not morbius but mobius owen wilson what a what a, what a charmer what a delight what a delight in the show yeah yeah fantastic very- Fantastic stuff. I I liked a lot of like, you know, he he went he's come a long way from being you know the the stereotype doofus in like a lot of his old movies to you know a really a much more sensitive character a relatable character somebody you makes you want to be his friend makes you believe in him and believe in his cause as well and and in yeah. in this case in Loki he believed in Loki in this Loki variant being the one who's going to be different from all the other variants and actually yeah. proved him right. And I like where, uh, I mean, even though he has his typical, you know, Owen Wilson manner mannerisms and his look and everything, he, like, I appreciated his character a lot. Like, I really, he, he he's very likable as usual, but here, he really blended into the MCU very seamlessly. But here's a, here's a counterpoint. As much as as Mobius did believe in this Loki in terms of like, oh, we can rely on him in a certain way, he did stay professional enough to never to never trust him until the very end when Renslayer, mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote, killed him, right? Even mm-hmm. up to that point, he still wasn't believing Loki because you're Loki, you're lying to me, kind of thing. He was still being professional as a uh-huh. TVA agent. Until until he was killed by Renslayer, that's when he realized, oh yeah, I totally could have trusted Loki after all. Yeah. So to give you yeah, credit well, as an agent, as a as a yeah. professional agent, yeah. What I really like about his performance is that, especially at the beginning, he's like laser focused. You know what I mean? He's a bureaucrat. He's all business. You know what I mean? He's very he's very smart and stuff like that. He's very mm-hmm. capable. I and the fact that you would cast Owen Wilson to do that is a really amazing choice. Uh, I think I mentioned this before, but the the casting director for all the MCU movies and TV shows, except uh, except the Incredible Hulk or Hulk, is a, a lady called Sarah Finn, and mm-hmm. she's just incredible. I mean, it's the fact that she picked Owen Wilson because 
Owen Wilson is always charming. He's always funny. But he's he's, he's a jokester guy. He's the guy you, you you want to hang out with. He's not. I never saw him as that guy. You know what I mean? The guy, mm-hmm. the professional guy, with the the suit and tie. You know what I mean? So I really, really, it's a really, really remarkable performance and stuff like that. And everybody, uh, everybody in the cast is pretty amazing and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, were you disappointed that we didn't see him in the ski boat by the end of the, by the end of the season? Yeah, a little bit. I was hoping we would see a flashback or something or some kind of memory from from his former self. Just like uh, all the all these MCU stuff, we'll get it next time. <laughs> yeah, we'll get it next time. Season two. We're definitely going to get it. There's no way. Whenever decided, whenever decided to end this, whatever, wherever this run or this incarnation, you know that's how they're going to end it. You know what I mean? So they so, got yeah. it. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. And also, uh, speaking of like, you know, seeing, I mean, p- past lives or their real lives, I like the choice that they made that uh, you don't see him getting his mind kind of put back. You know what I mean? He just sort of goes on belief based based on his experience with Loki and stuff like that. Right. And I do like the fact that they showed, when when they showed 115 her previous life before she got pulled out of the timeline, you see mm-hmm. all of it on her face. It's, you know what I mean? There's a right. lot of good choices. You know what I mean? A lot of different tones, a lot of different hues, a lot of nuance in the performances and stuff like that. Yeah, you know she was she was really good, good too. Yeah, she was really good as well. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. Yeah, her yeah. and Renslayer mm-hmm. was also really good. Gugu Gugu Mumatara, that's her name, right? Oh, classic Loki is is un- unbelievable and stuff like that. Yes. he gets a nice one episode arc, and and you know it's all right there. Everything we said about Loki's arc throughout the movie and the six six and also the six episodes. Uh, what do you call it? The Richard Grant just did it in one episode. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's amazing stuff. Yeah, and he's supposed to be classic Loki, which is the the bad bad Loki, but he mm-hmm. wasn't. So go figure. Yeah, yeah, all good stuff. All good stuff. All right. Uh, all, before all stuff. Be, before we wrap it up, uh, anything else you want to point out? Uh, what else um, I want to point out? Oh, uh, child Loki, good character. Kid Loki. Yeah. That's somebody that I, I think they're gonna bring. I think he was an introduction to, like the younger, young MCU young Avengers, world, yeah. right? Yeah, young, young Avengers. Young yeah. Avengers, yeah, yeah. That besides the Hulkling, everybody's been introduced. I mean, uh, Hawkeye is next, but after that, I think it's only the Hulkling that's left that needs to be introduced. Well, I guess is, Iron Lad, but there is a She-Hulk TV show coming up. So yeah, yeah. isn't um, what's her name gonna be in it? Uh, or, from, or from Black, Black Lady. Lady. <laughs> from Black Lady. Yeah. Um, Tatiana no. Maslany. Yes. No, no, not her. Was it going to be Tatiana? No, it's going to yeah. be. Um, what is her name? She was in. A, she was in a, the good. The good. No, she plays the bad guy. She plays Titania. Titania. Oh. She's not playing with Jennifer Walters. Mm, okay. Well, you guys know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Jamil yeah. something, something, something. Jim, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my, from the good place. Yes. Yeah, yeah from the good place. My, that's the one. Yeah, she plays the bad guy and stuff. But my only request ah. going back to Kid Loki is my only request is that uh, they keep uh, Alligator Loki as his uh, friend or psychic. You know what I mean? Whatever form New Avengers uh, come as, they have to bring back Alligator Loki. It's my favorite. It's literally my favorite. <laughs> also, the Easter egg, uh, the really quick Easter egg. Ruthie, did you spot it? Uh, Frog, Frog Thor? Yeah, I saw Frog Thor. Yeah. He was trying to break so, through the so glass to, uh, to get Mjolnir. to the um, Mjolnir. Mjolnir. Yeah. Mjolnir. Yeah. Mjolnir. For a second there, people thought, what do you call it? The, the dude from Ant-Man would, would be the bad, would be the bad, bad reveal because his helmet shows up in that episode. Uh, yellow oh, jacket. yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. That I episode was like really an oversized, that. Yeah. An oversized, the yellow jacket There's helmet. also like an oversized that's, helmet. Yeah, that's like the yellow jacket in, helmet. 
Yeah. Was it the Yellow Jacket helmet? Yeah, it's the Yellow Jacket helmet. Yeah. In that episode, all the Easter eggs include Throggert, like you said, Frogthor and stuff like that. There's the Hell Carrier. There's also mm-hmm. the ship from uh, the Red Skull from Amazon from the Avengers first first Avengers uh, from, first Captain America uh, wait, Ronan's yeah. Ronan's uh, carrier um what do you ship Hell spaceship the Hell carrier no also... the spaceship and also the spaceship no oh, oh and then the helica the helicarrier that says Thanos on it oh the helicopter and, oh, and, and then there's Ronan's space spacecraft that was also in um, in the void Ruti do you know the history behind the helicopter that has Thanos on the side? No, I do not. I do not. Jamming, want to explain that? <laughs> it's just a dorkiest thing. When people kind of want to say how silly, how dorky, uh, what do you call it? Comic uh, books can be. Uh, comic, book, comic books can be. They would use this panel from an amazing Spider-Man comic from like years ago, from back in the 70s. And it's literally Thanos in a helicopter doing evil shit around New York and stuff like that. With his name. And literally with his Thanos, name, Thanos in a helicopter. On the side. Yeah. yeah. It literally is just heli- Thanos on the side of the helicopter. Yeah. And it's supposed to be the helicopter. Yeah, it's supposedly cosmic being. Supposedly, it was a shout out to um to what's his face, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy director, uh, James Gunn. James Gunn. James Gunn mentioned it like years ago. Hey Marvel, when are you gonna give us the Thanos helicopter as a joke? Yeah, right. And then here it is. Here, here it is. And there it was. <laughs> but it, but his joke is based on like the internet thing. You know what I mean? Correct. Yeah. We'll, we'll point it out. So anyway, yeah, that's a that's a remarkable remarkable uh, Easter egg and stuff like that. Yes, yeah. and but also people have mentioned a lot of things in those episodes and throughout the throughout the show. It's a, it's a lot of like uh, a conspiracy, but also like uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like legends, wise tales, and stuff like that. It's uh, peppered throughout the show and stuff. Like not just the DB Cooper thing, but also that that's that that battle carrier, that ship that gets yes. in, that yeah. gets that's based on the Philadelphia experiment and Correct. stuff like that. Correct, yeah. And stuff like that. It's all it's like peppered throughout the show and stuff like that. It's it's crazy. Urban legend stuff like that. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. Like like you said, it's a really well written show. It's an incredible show. It's a remarkable show. And yeah. thanks for listening. All right. My name is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five by Five. And my name is Ruthie. You can find me on Instagram at Ruthie Grace Thirteen and Ruthie Scats. You can find me on Twitter, J I A M I N G L O U. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Contact info, ways to support us, and everything else can be found on whowhatworsy.com as well as the show notes. Before we go, Ruti, how about recommendation? Um, I'm going to recommend, I started watching uh, The White Lotus on HBO Max, and um, it's a really cool premise. It's kind of like one of those whodunit or like, you know, uh, um, in those kinds of shows or movies where everything that can go wrong goes wrong. And then it affects everybody in the show. This, this is the one show some, with like a bunch of level or another. This is the one show about rich people, right? Yeah, about rich people. It's a comment about yeah. wealthy white people in society and okay. how um, they could be so uh, just. What's the word I'm looking for? They, where they're just so unaware of what's going on around them. Real, like real problems that real people can have, and uh, and the effect that they can have. Um, is this about the pandemic? Focusing on how small. No, no. <laughs> it's actually about people vacationing in Kauai. Just like you it's about the pandemic. Kauai. It's about the pandemic. Then. <laughs> Could have been. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody was wearing masks in the show. Oh, wait, this is supposed to be in Hawaii. It's supposed to be in Hawaii. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not. I'm not too really familiar with show. the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too familiar with the show. But but yeah, the white. But I did hear people said it was good. Yeah, the white lotus. It was good. It was good. 
Now, if I could do a non-recommendation, don't oh. watch Let Him Go, even though it was with, um, uh, what's, ah, well, why am I forgetting their names? Uh, Kevin Costner. Was it Kevin Costner? That is HBO Max? Um, and it, it also HBO Max, okay. Let Him Go, and Diane Lane. Like, you think, you know, you hear ah, those right, two, right. you know, you're thinking like, oh, it's, it, you know, it's Clark Kent's parents. Like, why, why wouldn't it be a good show? Well, it could have been a good show, um, except for the fact that the writing seems to have jumped. Like, it just seems to jump from, like, one scene, jump five years, and then jump, mm-hmm. like, you don't even know how many weeks or months have gone by. And then all of a sudden, it just ends. And it's like, well, that was a really, yeah, just don't watch it. Don't waste your time. It's not a, the only, if you want to watch it, for the sake of just looking at the backdrop, they did use the same apartment that was used in Brokeback Mountain by Michelle Williams and Heath Ledger. So that was just one interesting um, fact about that movie. But other than that, it was it, it was a waste of complete waste of time, which was so sad because, you know, they had such uh, good actors in the movie. And for it to end the way that it did for an HBO movie, it was very disappointing. This is an so, HBO movie? This this was actually mm-hmm. released in theaters yeah. last year. Oh, was it? It was. It was one of those things where I think you can also like rent it as well. It's one of those movies, I believe. Um, J and A. Oh, yeah. maybe it went straight to. It was an. Option. I, I never heard of it last year. Yeah, well, I, I mean, last year HBO. nobody really paid attention to what came out in the theaters, but but that's I, true. I was looking at movies to watch last year, and this was one of the ones that popped up, and then I read reviews about it, and they're like, "Okay, I guess I, I guess I can skip that." So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, skip it. <laughs> so, recommendation: The White Lotus. Don't bother watching. Let him go. Right. Even the title had nothing to do with the movie. Yeah, just, just let it go. <laughs> it's just, just let it go. <laughs> yeah. This was episode 466 of the Stuff and Junk Show. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, this has been a podcast on the Who What Worst Why Network.